While many of us are aware of the strategies that could save us hours each week, implementing them remains a challenge. From the necessity of getting childcare to structuring your ideal week, implementing a reliable task management system, and leveraging time tracking tools, today we're going to be exploring how to turn knowledge into action. We're diving into the fourth goal in our series called Goals Simplified. This series is highlighting the five goals that I think every mom photographer needs to have to make this year a huge success. If you've missed any of the previous episodes in this series, I will be sure to link them in the show notes. I am so excited to share some super straightforward steps to help you really cut through the clutter and make room for the stuff that truly matters, like turning off those endless email notifications and giving social media the boot. Well, at least from your phone. So if you're ready to upload your time management strategies and truly make your days work for you, then let's dive in. Hey there, mama, and welcome to the Organized Mom Photographer podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Freehan, and this show is for all you mom photographers out there on a mission to enjoy motherhood while building a thriving photography business you love. I'm a productivity and motherhood coach, brand photographer, podcaster, wife, and a homeschooling mama saved by grace. So I can totally relate to the never-ending to-do lists late night editing sessions, and the endless messes that will one day miss strewn across the floor. Join me every week as we dive into the strategies and mindset shifts you'll need to prioritize, organize, and streamline your life and your business. Gone are the days of sitting on the sidelines, overwhelmed by the challenges that come your way. It's time to take serious action, confidently step into the role as the CEO, and embrace hard things for the sake of growth. Mama, if you're ready to stop feeling like you have to choose between being a present mama or a successful business owner and finally feel equipped to do both well, then you're in the right place. Hey there, mama. Welcome back. I am so excited to be here with you today on the Organized Mom Photographer podcast. I am so excited to just continue this series. I hope that you have been enjoying it. I have loved creating it for you. I just truly believe anytime someone comes and they talk to me about setting goals, these are really the main specific goals that I start with because I feel like it just sets a perfect foundation for everything that is to come for your business. Okay, so I want to dive in today talking about some time management strategies that I think are so helpful for you. Now, the first one that I share with you might be a bit obvious, but it is one that I see so many photographers struggle to implement because I mean, there's there's a, a variety of reasons why, but let me just cut to the chase, okay? The first thing that I think that you need to do in order to up-level your time management is to get childcare. Okay, hear me out. I know that this can be a struggle, a huge struggle, but I want you to just stop making excuses right now, out the gate. And I say that with the most love and a hug. Okay, I wish that I could reach through the microphone, hang out with you and just let you know that it is okay to have childcare. 
Now, I don't want to spend the entire episode trying to convince you of why it's important, but I'm planting the seed in case you're like, oh, wow, she's right. I do need childcare. That would really help. I want you to think about how. How can you get childcare? Okay. There are free options for childcare. There are paid options. There are cheaper options. There are more expensive options. Okay. There are options for everyone. I actually have a complimentary episode um, about creative ways to get work done with kids at home. So I would love for you to listen to that and then specifically listen to the ones that are more on the side of actual childcare and not just like keeping your kids entertained while they're home. Although those might be helpful also, but it's really key to get childcare. I started with like two to three hours a week of childcare. And it has grown to more than that. But it's important to start somewhere. Having childcare is going to free up your mental energy. And when your mental energy is clear, you have more ability to be wise with your time. When you have littles running around needing your attention and your help, it's your attention is split. And so you just feel like you never have the brain power to do both. And so I want you to be present where your feet are. So if you are in mom mode, I want you to be fully present in mom mode. If you are in work mode, I want you to be fully present in work mode. Okay, so the first tip that I can give you the first strategy I can give you to up level in this area is to get childcare. Okay, number two is going to be create your ideal week. Now, if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard me talk about this and it's so key. It is so important for you to know where you're spending your time. So what this looks like is you're gonna get a blank sheet of paper and you're gonna write out all the days of the week, Sunday through Saturday, Monday through Sunday, however you want your week to start, and you're going to start to map out each and every day of the week and what you want it to look like. Now, I want you to think of this ideal week in time blocks, okay? So I want you to set aside time in the morning. I want you to set aside, you know, time for meals, time for snacks, time for special time, time for work, time for house chores, time for grocery meal planning, um, you know, planning the groceries and all the things that you're going to eat for the week. I want you to plan time to go to the gym or to work out at home. All of the things that are the most important to you, I want you to plan them out. Put them into an ideal week calendar We already talked about getting childcare, so you're going to be able to have some of those really clear work blocks. Some of these might need to be at night or on the weekends if you have young kids and you're not able to get childcare yet. I mean, you're going to have to get creative with what your calendar looks like. Um, And this ideal week changes from season to season, right? I probably make three to five ideal weeks every year, maybe even more. It really just depends on how much my schedule is changing. And so what this ideal week does is it allows your family to start to see patterns and rhythms. So we homeschool. I have two kiddos. I have a son who's nine and a daughter who's 12. And I work only 15 hours a week. 
we homeschool, and then we have other things that, you know, other obligations with we volunteer at our church, and we have a small group that we attend. You know, my kids are in show choir, and my son is starting football, right? There's all these different things that we have going on. And so if I am able to create a routine and a rhythm, it just makes me be able to manage my time well, because now I can look at my calendar and say, okay, everything that is important to me is on my calendar. Everything that I want to accomplish is there and being taken care of. So instead of dropping balls left and right, because I'm not managing my time well, I have already pre-thought about what my week will look like. Also, I didn't mention this, but like putting a time block in for running errands and things like that. So essentially, you want your calendar to work for you just as is, right? 80% of the time. And then the other 20% of the time, you can be flexible and you can change things. But if your week changes every single day, it's just going to not work for you. And so I want you to be really mindful of that. Now, some of you listening might be like, cool, Ash, that works for you. Like, I don't have a consistent schedule. Like my husband's hours change every week, or maybe you work a second job and your hours change every week. This is going to be something that you are going to have to do weekly then. So instead of creating an ideal week, and then having it stay the same, you know, for two to three months until it changes again, you're going to have to create this every single week. And I know it sounds daunting, but if you take the time to do this, you are going to feel so much more peaceful because you have a plan. Now, if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about creating a CEO date and why that is so crucial in your business. I also want to mention a personal CEO date. I think I linked it last week too. So if you haven't checked it out, I will link it again. So a personal CEO date is very similar to your work business CEO date. The only difference is you are going to be focusing on the personal things, right? The meal planning, the getting babysitters, right? The date nights with your spouse, the individual dates with your kids, like upcoming trips, things like that. Those kinds of things you're going to be focusing on during your personal CEO date. But again, it just comes back to taking the time to plan ahead. So this ideal week is going to totally set you up for success, okay? If you have questions about any of this and you're like, oh my gosh, this is overwhelming. I don't know where to start with this. I would love for you to book a free power hour with me over on Voxer. It is a voice messaging app that I absolutely love. You've probably heard me talk about it, Um, but you can message me over on Voxer, my username is a freehand, or you can email me info at thepurposegathering.com and let me know that you're interested in being considered for a power hour. Um, these are something that I have limited spots available for every single month. Um, and there are some questions that I want to ask you just to, you know, make sure that it's a good fit. But I would love to help you. I want to be able to walk through with you what is working for you and what's not working for you, right? This ideal week, I think sometimes people hear me talk about it and they're like, Ash, that sounds awesome. Like I want that, but I just don't think it'll work for me. So if that's you, come reach out to me and we can have a conversation about it. 
Okay, the third thing after your ideal week is to time track. Okay, I think it's really helpful for you to be able to track your time. I use a free app called Toggle. Now, I thought that I was going to only use Toggle for a little while to kind of get a feel for where I was spending my time, but I actually have been using Toggle indefinitely ever since I started because I love being able to look back on my week and it it creates a little graph for you and it shows you percentages. It says, last week you spent 25% of your time working on your blog. You spent 25% of your time working on visibility. And so I love that. I love being able to look back and evaluate where my business is heading, right? Because what I'm focusing on the most is probably going to be where my results land, right? So it's really important to track that time. Next week, I am going to be talking to you all about task management and how a task management system can really help you up-level your time management skills. But I felt like that needed its own episode because it is so jam-packed. But if you don't have a time management system yet and you're still using you know, a pen and paper or sticky notes, you're not gonna wanna miss that episode because it will literally change the way that you manage your time. And so I just wanted to mention that. Okay, so I have a question for you. It's a bit of a challenge. I'm wondering, do you have an ideal week? And have you started time tracking? Because if you are a loyal listener, I can guarantee that you have heard me talk about this before. So my challenge for you is, if you continue to hear me talk about this and you haven't implemented it, I want to know why. And if you want to really answer that question over on Voxer and come tell me why you haven't done this, I would literally love that. But if you just want to answer to yourself in your head right now, why? Why haven't you taken action on this? Do you not understand how to do it? Do you not believe that it'll work? Does it feel hard? Does it feel time consuming? What is that resistance? Because I think a lot of times we hear ideas, we hear strategies, we hear these great ideas. And in our head, we're like, yeah, that's a great idea. I want to do that. And we add it to our, you know, arbitrary list in our head of quote unquote, things we want to do. And my question always is, when are you going to do it? Right? Like, life is always busy, there's always something to do. But when are you going to prioritize the things that matter the most? And I would argue that time management is something that should be a priority for every business owner. I am a productivity coach, and I am still constantly looking for ways to improve my time management. I am constantly looking for ways to get better, and I have a really hard time finding any new information. I mean, can I get a witness? We hear about time management all the time. It's not like we don't know what to do. It's just that we're not doing it. And so that is my biggest challenge. That is my biggest question. If you know that you need better time management strategies and you know what you need to be doing, why are you not doing it? 
What is that resistance? What is holding you back? Why are you not taking action? And I say that with love and it's not to shame or blame because I've been there before and I'm still there sometimes, right? Where I'm like, I know I need to do something. I know I need to change something, but why don't I do it? And I really want you to dig into that resistance. I want you to figure out what the root of the problem is, and then you're able to actually move forward. And if you just have no idea and you want to chat through it, please, please come find me on Voxer because I want to help you. I want to help you break free from that resistance. Okay, next I want to chat with you about just a couple of simple actions that you can take that's going to give you more time in your day. Okay, number one is to charge your phone in another room. This has been a huge game changer for me because I go to bed and I wake up in the morning without my phone. And so I am not tempted to scroll endlessly or check emails before bed or get pulled into, you know, what everybody else needs from me. I'm able to just unplug and put it away and start and end my day without those distractions. So that is one recommendation for you. Also, I think it's really helpful for you to use apps like Refocus or Well Spent to set limits of phone usage. So I have tried in my iPhone to just go set limits, but it basically doesn't really restrict you that much. And Well Spent also doesn't restrict you. It almost is just like a reminder, like it's like this gentle reminder of like, hey, you've been on social too much, right? Like it's it's a gentle reminder, but Refocus, the Refocus app actually blocks you from being able to use those apps, which is so nice. And then you actually have to like go into the app, you have to find the app and you have to turn off the restriction. So there's more steps to it. So I find Refocus to be more effective um, for sure, but I like Well Spent also. So I use both of them. The other thing that I think would be really beneficial is to turn off all email notifications and actually just turn off all notifications in general um, for social media and email. I, I obviously don't turn off notifications for like my text messages and my phone calls and things like that because those are important. But then I want you to set an alarm to remind you to check your email once to twice a day. Um, Because I know we have inquiries coming in and we want to be timely with our responses. However, we don't want our businesses to run our lives. And when we have notifications turned on, we are allowing people to pop into our day and disrupt us. Um, so I I have had a hard time with this, but I finally was just like, you know what? These are not urgent. These messages from my clients are not urgent. If it was urgent, they would call me or they would text me, right? They would not be reaching out on social media and they would not necessarily be emailing me if it was an emergency that needed a very quick response. So I think sometimes we want to be super responsive because we want our clients to know that we care about them. But if you want to create sustainability in your business and you want to create that work-life balance, you have to be able to set up 
boundaries. So I challenge you to give it a try. I know it's going to feel really hard because you're going to feel like you're missing out on things, but I promise you setting that alarm that reminds you to check emails and check, you know, Instagram DMs or Facebook messages and things like that, it will be so impactful for your time. And you're not going to be sucked in because here's what happens to me. Maybe you can relate to this. I get a notification from someone um, on Facebook Messenger, let's say. I go to that message I answer the message and then I'm instantly like, ooh, what's going on on Facebook? And I take a few minutes to like scroll and then I'm down the rabbit hole and I'm checking out stories and then I might see like a book recommendation that my friend gave. And so now I'm over on Amazon and I'm looking up the price of the book and maybe adding it to my list and something, you know, that should have taken me like two minutes to respond to has now created this 15 to 20 minute interruption. So those are the kinds of things that I'm talking about where it's like, we think it's no big deal to go answer that one thing or to respond to that email really quickly. But what we don't understand is that it often leads to lingering time on an app that we were never intentionally there for that anyways. And so I just want to challenge you to turn off those notifications. And then if you are wanting to take this a step further, um, I actually just did this today. I just went ahead and deleted the social media apps from my phone because they were becoming so distracting. And it's my... So I downloaded Instagram again. Um, I don't I don't know if you've been following me for this long, but I actually deleted Instagram like last... March. And I hadn't hardly used Instagram at all, only to get on and check messages. And then I downloaded it again, because I was thinking about perhaps getting back on and using it to reach out and grow my local community here. And I just began getting sucked back into it. It wasn't as bad as it was when I first stopped. But I just realized that I don't want that pressure and that stress and that pull of Instagram anymore. So I deleted Instagram. And then while I was at it, I just went ahead and deleted Facebook also, because those are those are the apps that I go on when I'm bored. (laughs) And when I'm checking, you know, messages, and I'm getting stuck there. So I just I urge you to consider maybe getting those apps off your phone and only using them on your desktop. And if you post regularly on Instagram, just making sure that you're deleting it like on the weekends or like if you post every day over there or just downloading the app when you need to post um, and just eliminating that distraction altogether. So I think This is just so helpful for us not to waste time on our phone anymore and replace that with something else. Here's the other thing that I really want to talk about is even though we are spending these small pockets of time, so it might be only like 10 minutes here and five minutes there and 15 minutes here and five minutes there, right? It might be small little pockets of time. It adds up over the day right? It adds up. And what it does is it sucks your mental energy. 
And so I really truly believe that by the end of the day, when we are allowing ourselves to be wasting those like in between moments on social media, we are draining our mental energy. And so by the end of the day, we are so exhausted. And we're like, gosh, I didn't even do much. I don't know why I'm so like, why I'm so tired. I really believe that's why. And so looking for other ways to spend those in between moments um, would be so, so impactful. One thing that I have been wanting to do is transition prayers. So during those like lull moments, like when I'm waiting for my kids to grab their coat or something, just saying a prayer, right? Or doing one little like five minute task or a two minute task around the house, or just sitting in my thoughts and asking myself how my day is. Like, how's the day going? What do I wish, you know, was going differently? What do I need right now? I think we live in such a society where we're just constantly putting information into our head, whether we're listening to podcasts just like this, we're watching YouTube videos, we're watching, you know, TikToks and reels and all the things. We're just constantly jamming information and entertainment into our brains that our brains don't have time to just be and to just think and to just be present in that moment. So I really want to challenge you to just take those simple actions, charging your phone in another room, turning off email and social media notifications, or just deleting the apps altogether from your phone. So I would love to know if you are going to take this challenge that I've given you. I would love for you to come find me over on Voxer at A Freehand and just Tell me how this lands. What? How does this resonate with you? Um, up-leveling your time management skills, creating that ideal week, getting childcare, um, having a time tracker where you actually understand where your time is going. I would love to hear all of these things. And if you're interested in booking a free Voxer Power Hour, again, I will have my Voxer username in the show notes and my email address so that you can reach out to me there. But I have have so enjoyed this conversation. I can't wait for next week as we wrap up this Goals Simplified series. I'll be talking all about task management systems and how those are so crucial and important to um, holding you accountable to actually getting things done. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to take a screenshot of it, share it with one of your mom photographer friends, share it over on Instagram, tag me at The Purpose Gathering. It means so much when you guys share my podcast with other people. That is literally the biggest compliment And it helps other mom photographers know that they are not alone in this, what feels like an impossible journey juggling motherhood and business. So I appreciate you so much and I cannot wait until next week. As always, mama, I am here rooting for you and you are not alone on this journey. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Organized Mom Photographer Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. As we end our time together, remember that you were created for more. You can do hard things, and life is about more than just surviving. To become a part of our free online community of like-minded, ambitious mom photographers, head over to thepurposegathering.com mamas. That's M-A-M-A-S. 
We would love to come alongside you and support you on your journey. If you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to take a minute and leave a review. Your review would mean so much to me and help more mamas just like you find this show. I'm seriously so proud of you for taking time out of your busy day to invest in your future. Together, let's link arms and make a lasting positive impact on our families and communities. You've got this, mama. And until next time, remember to slow down and savor every moment of this beautiful journey called life.